right, all right, all right. KJ Studios back in effect. Welcome, everybody. Joining us today, Mr. Connor, Mrs. Lucretia, Bocanegra, two warriors. Two warriors that used to be in my squadron. If you talk about the 99 FSS, they're coming there from teaching leadership. And we're going to steer away. And the plug I want to throw out there is anything they say or do or feel is not in representation of what the Air Force thinks. It's everything within their mind. And uh, welcome, guys. Thank you for having Thank us. You. Yeah, it's, yes. see, how rough a start was that, huh? Oh, it was pretty Beautiful. good. I, yeah, I it was it. good. We got three minutes into my last interview, and I realized I forgot to hit record. Oh, no. <laughs> Start all over again. Yeah. At least it was only three minutes and not like an hour. Oh, man, we missed so much good content. But uh, anyways, guys, welcome again. I've said it once. I've said it twice. Um, this young warrior will not let me get negative, I promise you. And if I do, she will uh, probably throw a water bottle at me. <laughs> and... Uh, this young gentleman right here, another leader, warrior, welcome. Tell, tell the audience, the listeners, a little bit about yourselves. All right. Well, uh, so my name is Connor. Uh, I'm 25. I'm from Utah. Um, been in the Air Force five years now, loving it. Um, and yeah, love being in Vegas. So. Oh my gosh, five years? If Hold on. When you say how long you've been in the Air Force and we do the math, is it still like a decade and a half less than what I served. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, it is actually. Yeah. Cause I've been in for nine years. So uh, nine, five, 14. Oh yes. Yeah. So About 14. Half. Half, it is. It's yeah. So anyways, <laughs> together we are strong. You are, you are. And as a matter of fact, uh, you have now surpassed. There's not nine stripes cause you are now, an E6, yes. Technical sergeant. Technical sergeant. And you're next? Hopefully. I'm, Hopefully. I'm studying, so I'm ready. You're studying. That's what's up. That's what's up. Okay. So, you know, you you know, we can talk about anything, but there's, there's, um, you know, I kind of blew it. You asked, well, what do you want to talk about? And then I'm like, no, let's go. <laughs> Hit record. And now, shit, we're live, right? Here we are. Um, you know me. I know you. Um, but I don't think we know each other on a level of what's personal but i've it's really weird i've never felt like i've had a barrier of professionalism uh between us and what i mean by that is i've always felt it was very honest and authentic and i think because of perceptions we naturally have to put some weird barriers there but you guys have actually a unique story that probably adds a layer of complexity to that and and i think that is one story that I think people deserve to hear it, whether it's a civilian or an airman, because you're everything I don't think anyone would even think about, right? Like when you came up, I said, Connor, do I call you dude? And you're like, yeah, right? And I'm like, well, fuck it. Let's go. What's up, dude, right? And so if you want to talk about that, I'm interested in it because it, it, I think it has to do with courage. It has to do with growing up potentially with internal conflict and having the courage, it, honestly, it's, it's always courage. This, let's just be honest. This is all about courage right here. Um, because when I talked to a former guest of mine, I said, you know, if let's say back in my younger days, you know, you were, you were bashed for being homosexual. 
And I said, today it's, you're not, it's, it's normal, right? It's as normal as going to buy a chicken sandwich. I said, but I would, Kevin James, who is not scared of shit. I think I would have suffered in silence. Doesn't mean I, I don't Absolutely. think, I don't think I'd had the courage to come out and do that. And I don't know if we encourage folks enough to say, you should be happy with who you are. You should be allowed to love who you are. If you choose to be something else than what you were born to be, then fuck it. Let's go get it. Yeah. Is that fair to say? I think so. I think we're getting to a place where um, you can be outwardly loving yourself, but you still have to come out. And so Mm -hmm. until we can get to a place where coming out is no longer required, um, you know, then it's going to be there is going to be maybe a layer of shame or a layer of silence that you, you want to keep. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't mind talking about it. I'm very open, you know, on my social mm-hmm. media and whatever. Um, so I am a transgender, uh, a female to male transgender. Uh, when I first came out, I actually came out when I was 16 as a lesbian, um, growing up in Utah and St. George, uh, it's very out of the norm there. Okay. Um, and it was, it was very much, you know, that you could probably count on the hand uh, or on your hand how many people in the city fit in the LGBTQ spectrum uh, outwardly. And, th- okay. th- and that's how it felt, you know. So right. for a whole city, you feel like there's probably, you know, three of you there. Um, and being in high school at that time, it was hard. You know, I lost a lot of friends. Um, I cut my hair off. You know, I had really long hair growing up, cut right. it all off. Teachers started being rude to me. Um Thankfully, there was a teacher there that she is, she was the Gay Straight Alliance, like, club okay. advisor. Right. And just so loving. And so she kind of pulled the, the three of us that were there together and, you know, saved us and kept us safe. But, um, you know, it got to the point where I, my senior year, I thought about dropping out of school and going to a different school. Okay. Um, just to not be bullied and not be picked on. Kind of keep um, it low key, a little more lower key. Yeah, yeah. And. Okay. So, you know, growing up there was not knowledge, you know, that I didn't know anyone really who was a lesbian or was gay. I had a cousin, but it was one of those things that you just didn't talk about it in the family. It okay. was very secretive. Um, so I went to college at the, you know, University of Utah in Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. And that's where I really learned like this whole other culture and learned what transgender was. Yeah. And it was like light bulbs started clicking for me. I was like, whoa, like yeah. there's a whole world that I didn't even know existed. And I, fit right in. Um, and that, and that's kind of where it started. I was still yeah. really quiet about it for a long time, but that's when it, it hit okay. me. Well, let me, let me segue into something. Every great man has a strong woman behind him and you don't get it both ways now. Right? <laughs> no. So, I, so, <laughs> so the strong woman that I'm looking at across here, right? So like, you know, yeah, like, wh- where does this story begin for you and Connor? Like, is this, like, do you start the transition or you come in? Like, it's just love, I think, right, and connecting. It is connecting. We literally connected at the gate. He checked my ID at the gate as I was going on to base. And oh, okay. Yes. Yep. And so I saw him as I was going through the through the gate, and he said I looked like his best friend. And I had just recently gotten out of a relationship. Okay. And so I was like, hmm. Let me shoot my shot. And so I quickly responded back to him and I said, well, your best friend has a beautiful best friend. He quickly threw my ID back at me. I grabbed it and I drove off. 
I was scared. I said professionalism at all times. I was a young airman. I didn't oh know what my to gosh. do. Now they tell us not to shoot our shots at the gate. So I was like, someone's shooting it at me. What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> so I was scared. I was nervous. And I looked at the guy. I remember looking at him. He's a, a DAF officer. And I was like, did, did that th- just happen? He was like, no, Boca. It didn't. And I was like, no, like it did. We oh were standing right gosh. next to each other. Yeah, he was playing. But that's there must be different rules. Because, you know, when I was an airman, I worked on the grill. Okay. And you saw everybody come through, and I I think I hit on everything that came through <laughs> the line. You know what I mean? And so, like, statute of limitations, I hope, is exceeded from 1992. But, no, I mean, because we're young, right? And that that is a weird – I think there's this weird balance of uh, of the professionalism. And especially it's got to suck. You're coming through the gate. You're like, shit, I see all kinds of people come through the gate. What if this is the window of opportunity? Yeah. Anyways, let me stop. Some <laughs> – some chief out there is like, Kevin, come to my office now. You Even know. though you're retired. Yeah. Oh, you're man. not allowed on base, but yet come to my office. <laughs> yeah. You know, honestly, uh, when I, when I go on the gate, when I go through the gate and go on the base now, it's, it's a weird feeling. I mean, cause what am I? I'm only like 30, I'm 43 days retired of 28 years plus. Wow. Right. And it's like, like you're running out the gate celebrating. Like I'm telling you, I burned rubber after I final processed. I was like, shit, there's probably an IG complaint coming somewhere. No. Um, I was like, but I'm out the gate. I'm free. And then I was like, wait a minute. No, I'm not. <laughs> I still have one more day, but it's this weird dynamic. You know what I mean? And I'm so proud of both you for, for what you do and leading our airmen and stuff like that. But we said, you know, we would stray away from that, but I was very curious because I think that's breaking barriers. I think, I think you're setting uh, the future up for maybe someone out there needs to hear this and it's like like stop bottling it up you probably saw you know actually it was right after you gave me feedback and stuff like that and then uh jackie cunningham so she was my uh she's a she's a a superintendent out at dm and she calls me one day and this is honestly i think this is about two days after you would give me feedback on youtube she's like chief what is wrong with you? You know, she's like, that's not, she's like, I know what you're saying, but that's not what makes people gravitate towards you. And I was like, maybe I'm just, I said, maybe I'm just purging. Um, we had some stuff in the family. Like, you know, we had some, we had some suicide in the, in the family and, and just a lot of stuff I was dealing with. Um, and I was struggling with authenticity. And so I will share with you what I learned. This is where the pivot of positivity kind of came in. When you're in the Air Force, by by being a chief, I am obligated to lead you. And by you being my subordinates, you are fairly obligated to follow me, right? Not every, let's be honest, everybody don't like Kevin James. Everybody's not going to like Lucretia and Connor's leadership style. That's just fair, right? Absolutely. Right? And sometimes that's a big pill for us to swallow. You're like, mm-hmm. what do you mean? You're gonna, you, you don't want to follow me. <laughs> Why? <laughs> right? And I realized it was like, you know, it wasn't that it was like I was redefining like, wait a minute, you're a leader, but who's really following you? Mm-hmm. And I'm struggling to get this following. And I said, you know what? You're not the lead aircraft no more. You have to be a lighthouse mm-hmm. that may have a light that just spins in circles for a month, two months. And no one that may ever need it. But one day a cruise liner with three or 4,000 passengers may be saved 
And I think that was a paradigm shift. It, it just required me to do what I've always done best, knock all the Legos down like a little child. <laughs> um, that just that is who I am. You know, yeah. if you saw my retirement, they were like, I was always called Hulk or Thanos, right? Because wow. um, sometimes I was like, man, I wish I could snap some of y'all away. Um, <laughs> those are the folks who don't get it. Come on, you see it in leadership, yeah. right? You're like, bro. But... I, I'm just I'm just humbled, and, and honestly, uh, the, the amount of courage that you guys both share in leading, serving, and y- you have a life that's different, right? So during COVID, how's that impacted leadership, your life, yoga, your your transition, right? Because I mean, shit, my wife can't even get her tubes tied. Wow! And I'm like, really? look, I'm like, I can't wow. have another one. <laughs> Um, she's fertile right after having a baby. So yeah. And I don't make the wisest choices. So, (laughs) um, you got to knock the Legos down again first. Uh, you saw he's knocking the Legos down. I'm, I'm still waiting for him. Last podcast, my other son decided he would take the rolling chair on the garage above and of course, but it was Halloween timeframe. So when you're sitting in this room, you're like, whoa, um, you know, it was like, <laughs> See, you get the sound effect. Oh gosh! See? So, anyways, what have you guys been up to? Creating boundaries. Yeah, boundaries. Boundaries. Oh, for work. Okay. Because we're working from home over the last eight nine months, we've Since been working March. from home. Okay. And so we have to make very clear boundaries because we would shift between who would be working and checking their email at ten o'clock at night. Right. Because it was there, and then that would cause friction between us because. Where was that division between home life and work life? There was none. There's none. There was none. So we had to have some real conversations multiple times. It was never just like, oh, let's do it. We're good to go. Wait a minute. Hold on. So this is boundaries between you two. And. And outside. The world. And the yes. world. Okay. 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 So right now it seems like you're talking about home life boundaries. And work. Because work is at home. Oh, wow. You got to so, think, we work together. We're on Zoom calls in different rooms looking at each other. I get the kitchen. She gets a... Uh, oh, that's got to suck, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so different. Yeah. Excuse me, Staff Sergeant. Uh, oh. Coffee is ready. This is no, the, this no, is no, the real conversation. That's, that's, yeah, this is yeah, the real conversation. It, the way it's set up for me is, you know, I have my computer here. Uh, I'm looking at my students, and my back is to our hallway outlet, and... Her, where she teaches is through that hallway. So all of a sudden you'll see, and she's walking by, going through the hallway. I'm like, oh, really? Like, I'm still, like, I'm not done yet. Like, oh, like, it's so. You have like two more minutes. Like, you just can't wait for two minutes. I got to wrap this conversation up. Oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> so let me, don't feel too bad. So th- I'm working from home, and some of my, my responsibility is so the way we work it is Lynn wakes up at night for London so I can wake up go to the gym and I work, but then I bring him down to my grand, to the grandma and grandpa who live here too. So she can sleep in. And part of my chores is when I have a break or time, shit, is my boss listening? No. So no, I'm just joking. So I, you know, I'll prepare food and do stuff like that. And uh, so here I go walking into my daughter's room in my little Daisy Duke air force wounded warrior shorts with no (laughs) shirt on. And I didn't know she was in class. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) So she turns around. She's like, no, no, my son, not my daughter. It was my son. And he's like, like his nonverbals oh. was like, and it was, oh, no. and oh, by the way, he's not allowed to eat. So here I am as the parent half dressed, you know, and I got tattoos everywhere. Right. <laughs> and he's like, 
dad, I'm in class and I'm not allowed to eat. What can, what do you say? I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, dude. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This is what we're doing. This it's, is where we're at in life. I'm already here. It's COVID. So, okay, boundaries. I yes. like it. I like it. All right. So what what would the audience, you know, like boundaries, what would you say are like your ROEs when you establish boundaries without offending, keeping an open mind, rank? I don't know, Frank, if my, if I outranked my wife, I don't think she would listen to me, but, um, <laughs> how, how does that, how does that play out and look like? Is it just the nature of your relationship is so open-minded? It's, there's really no offense. There is no offense. So even though okay. I do outrank him, he doesn't listen to me. So we just have that mutual understanding yeah, that we're equals. Yeah. Um, we, we actually had my, my dad and my mom actually come visit us. And my dad kept telling him that he's the head of household. And he kept looking at me like, don't listen to him. I know that we're equals. And so <laughs> I've never thought of myself yeah. as the number one or the in charge. Like, yeah, I might go change the light bulb, but she's probably changing the one in the next room right next to me. You know, like we yeah. have that dynamic. So he's like, you're the head of household. I was like, am I like, are you sure? <laughs> does that, okay. So let me ask, does that seem like ancient Jurassic? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Okay. Okay. In our house, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I went through that with my wife, right? And um, I love her dearly, right? And uh, I got to. So I remember when I wanted to be a gentleman and open the door for her, but I had to learn that if it was cold, don't be doing that crap. <laughs> I mean, it was really. I was like, but I'm trying to be a gentleman. So I can open my own door. And then one night, I didn't open her door, and it was like, <laughs> what happened? Like you don't. You don't open the door for me. And I was like, well, shit, what do I do? You know what I mean? <laughs> so I go back to open the door and it was like, and then I realized, I think it had to do with if we went out dressed up. Oh, okay. If I was dressed up and we were going to like, you know, some kind of, you know, high end something, then the expectation was to kind of take on the persona of being a gentleman. If we're coming out of Smith's, just get in the car. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I, I don't know, like, and so I'm guessing that the, the equality, the, so the equality never, de is there no expectation of Connor necessarily to kind of be the gentleman, like the story I gave you? No. Okay. Unless it comes to pumping gas, because I do. Uh, okay. Pumping gas. Okay. You're right. There's right. a, ah! one time, I think I was like feeling sick or something. This was like a year ago. I just, it was cold outside. It was like eight o'clock at night. It's dark. I don't want to pump gas. She drives most of the time anyway. So she rolls up to the gas and I'm just like sitting there and playing on my phone, not feeling good. And she looked at me like, where yet? You going to pump this gas? And I was like, no, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> that was the last time I ever said, no, I'm not pumping this gas. Yeah, Connor, you know, my wife has this, uh, she said, do you want to be right or happy? Ooh. Ooh. She's, That's a good one. Yeah, I'm going like to take that. that. Thank you, Lynn. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, I'm going to tell you, like, and I'm like, hmm, this time I want to be right. Ooh. And, and, <laughs> and then I realize about 10 minutes later that I just want to be happy, but then it's too late. You're now I have it over. I have to go through the uh, the cool down period. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I don't know how to cool down. So, Ooh. since I have a couple here, and my wife is inside, <laughs> then I'm going to be transparent about my relationship. First time ever, right? And I'm way bigger than my wife by size, <laughs> but not by argument. And um, 
I don't know if you've experienced the waiting period. Like, so I'm a fighter. Like, I, I will fight till I'm face. I, I will fight and fight and fight until we have resolve. Mm. Sounds like him. Yeah. And some people were like, nope, it's in your best interest for me to not talk to you. <laughs> Sounds like her. That's me. <laughs> and it's like, you might as well have like Xena warrior princess just stabbing me over and over again as I try to wait. And I've tried it. I've paced on the hallway and I've come down and eat ice cream. And then the people I love the best, they try to talk to me. I'm like, don't talk to me. Like, I'm going to win this. I'm going to get, you know what I mean? And I lose, you know? And so, yeah, I, I love it. I'm not so abnormal. See? What's her ethnicity? So Lynn is Laotian. Okay. Right, so you know where Laos is? I've heard of it. Okay, so Laos is basically this little sliver between Vietnam and Thailand. Oh, okay. Right, and so you you will find flavors if you ever go to, uh, uh, like, Laos, Thai, all the foods are very similar, right? So uh, so we just came, remember? So this morning I, I messaged Connor. I said, hey, you didn't accept the, uh, the calendar invite, which, by the way, has the address. Um, Good to know. <laughs> Makes sense why you only set the gate code because you set the address in another email on the the calendar invite. I hope I don't start a fight with this one, but I was I was driving <laughs> right. So anyway, it doesn't matter. I what I didn't want was I didn't want to like miss you guys because I don't communicate on Messenger a whole lot. But going back to the Thai thing, right? So we uh, have some family in town, and and Lynn, we have had to learn, and maybe you guys did this too. I am not a good calendar manager. You can be like, yeah, chief, you're not very good at a lot of things when you're a chief, but I'm not good at calendar management. And she relies on me updating this calendar to deconflict, right? <laughs> and so that's why this morning I woke up and I said, hey, I said, let me just make sure we're good. Let me make sure we exchange. And I forgot to put my number on the email. And because um, I didn't want you to be like, where's this dude at on Google, right? If, if this is tr full transparency. Um, look at, look at my email box for one of my email accounts. Oh no. I can't. 30, 31,236 oh. unread emails. Right. So, <laughs> so look, I just drove up nuts. So like, all right, in the interview, I'm out. Thank you for your right. transparency. <laughs> right. Nice talking to right? you. I promise you, no, no, but not at work though. At work, I check my stuff. This Ooh. is like, this one became like the, um, this is not the K James one. This is my older one that I was like. I have to give you my email address to get the 10% 10%. discount. Oh, that's yes, your bath and body. This is, this emails. is, yeah, this yeah. is my default, but, um, I'm not good at checking my email when I'm not in a, a capacity of business. So we go out to this new restaurant out in town square and it's, uh, I think it's, it's Thai, right? And there's so many jokes. You like pho? Yes. Yeah. Right. Like so, yeah. Yeah. See, so I'm waiting for my shirt because pho is like Thai, Laotian, Vietnamese, right? So I want to get one that says pho King KJ. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. So we go to this other place, right? And it's called Pho Kim Long. No. And I, I, I want to tell the waitress, <laughs> like, couldn't you have added time at the end? So it says Pho Kim Long time. She didn't get it. No. No. Oh, dang it. Um, <laughs> and when I act that way, I get admonished. My wife admonishes me about 80% of the times when we go out because when you, we, let, let's be honest, when we strip a lot of, when we strip the ranks away, right, we're all pretty much all the same. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like we're all the same. And, and sometimes it's, it's, we, we get, I tried to never get caught up with the rank too much. And 
when you can strip it off, you're like, holy shit, like you joke like I do, you know, you think the same way I do. And so anyways, that was my joke when you're asking about, uh, I was like, oh my God, that's right up a Kevin James alley. <laughs> but Chief James could never say that. You right. know what I mean? I can never be like, hey, have you went to f fuck him long time? <laughs> and I could say it to Miss Swan. Yes. And she would get it. She would. It, She's quick. And she is. And so I, we should shout out Miss Swan because I know you love her, right? Yeah, and I, she's and I do. I love Miss Swan, right? Um, what I loved about her the most is, is when you start to get in her lane, you better be ready. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can't come for her without expecting. Yeah. No, so, don't. Just don't. Julie, we love you. Right? <laughs> we do. Right? I'll invite you one day when I'm ready. <laughs> I'll be studying a lot of leadership theory and. <laughs> And stuff like that. And she's so down to earth. You she know is. what I mean? And she she always comes through in the fall. Um, well, she, first of all, she's always going to the corn festival. She's always traveling. And there's a there's a sense of peace I always get when I see like the seasons and the leaves and the country. And I think when we're so immersed in the cities so much, we're like, oh, how come I don't drive to Utah more? Yes. Um, you know, or go to, I've ne you know, I've never been to Zion. Oh, you're missing out. What I, are you waiting for? So... I don't know. The truth is, I don't know what I'm waiting for. But what I do know is, is I did go to Beaver Creek about okay. a month ago to my friend's cabin. And it took me about six hours to just be like, no signal. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, you know, once you get over the fact that you're not going to get a text, an email or a call, then it takes about another two hours of saying, shit, what if my house is burning down? What if my mm -hmm. son is sick? What is this? And then you're finally like, well, fuck it. I'm out here. So yeah. let's have a good time, right? And by the time I got to there, I had a migraine. Um, and with all these dudes, I don't know if you saw it where I, I did the swing. Did you oh, see that yeah. clip? Yeah, it was. It, I'm the biggest guy in the group. And they're like, if the branch doesn't break when Kevin swings on it, it's probably safe. Absolutely. And Unless you loosened it up. Well, uh -oh. so, okay, fact. <laughs> I told him, I said, you know how many people, that's a fallacy. I said, because I could have um, ruined the integrity of right. the branch oh. or the rope. Yeah. And next guy's going down. I said, but I'll be your guinea pig because <laughs> when you get a bunch of guys or maybe, you know, lady, whatever, because I've never been to EDC, but environmental factors will change your behaviors. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Right. So here I am with 16 surgeries, broken stuff. Should have no business doing that crap. I'm like, all right, let's do it. You're calling me out. And I survived it. And I will be the first one to admit when I went down initially, you know, you kind of get that, like that pucker feeling like, fuck. <laughs> and then I got up there and I was like. What puckering? What was puckering? Your asshole. <laughs> Just wanted to be clear. Okay. Yeah. Like, I, like I started going, my nonverbals look tough. Yes. Like I was having fun inside. <laughs> I was like this. Fuck. <laughs> But I survived. I got off that shit. And I was like, I'm done. I'm good. I did it once. I'm done. So um, I agree. I agree. So boundaries in the house, yes. right? The holidays are coming up. What are you looking forward to? Being thanked for my service. Okay. What? Okay, so I want your perspective on something, Chief. I would love to give you my perspective on something. We were at the restaurant Wednesday night. We walk in Veterans Day, mm -hmm. and it's a Veterans Day um, restaurant. They they're observing it, fifty percent off your your meal. We walk in. 
I come in first. He is behind me. The waiter goes around me, puts his hand on on his shoulder and says, what did he say? Thank you for your service. He looks at me. He's like, you're, you're in the military, right? I was like, yeah. And he's like, you're the veteran? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, thank you. Thank you so much. I was yeah. like, thanks. And she's over here like, me too. <laughs> like she's, but um, to be fair, I was wearing a hoodie with like, uh, like a camo print flag on it. You know, I was looking real hua hua. So he saw it. But, I mean, she's equally the one what serving. Do you think? I know that they're in the Air Force, 21% are women. Mm-hmm. So I know that I'm the minority in this large organization. Mm-hmm. But why do you think that immediately they went around me to him? I think if they really, really knew the full story, you couldn't even get into the gender stuff, <laughs> right? True. Um, yeah. But um, I think it's an honest mistake, <laughs> Remember we talked about absolutes? Yes. So I chalk it up as an honest mistake, but it does lean a little more towards the, you know, only the males serve, mm-hmm. right? But uh, but if if we really introduce all the facts, right, and, and Connor's like, well, you kind of looked like the dependent wife. <laughs> I was I was hood up, right? Um, I don't know. I mean, it could be like, what's, what if I go into a restaurant and I'm wearing the cowboy boots and hat, but you're the bull rider? Ooh. True. You point. know what I mean? And they're like, oh, man. You know, I'm like, you ride horse? Well, no, it's actually her. I just want to fit into the crowd. Okay. Um, so it depends. Um, I think we have entered a, a time where, like, all right, back to what we were talking about. I promise you all that awkwardness will cut out. Or we'll leave it on them, and they'll be like, that's the caliber show you get from KJ Studios. (laughs) They'll like the real authenticity. That's how you get viewers. (laughs) We will go down that path another time. My inability to be patient has to do with um, the speed I'm used to going to achieving. And my wife is like, babe, it took you years to make chief. You know what I mean? And so when you're rebuilding something, I had to learn to be patient. There was so much stuff. We're going to be the greatest friends for the longest time. Watch. (laughs) Okay. I feel like we are in this weird world. I've been around 46 years now. And we've, you know, we've evolved with, you know, in this world with civil rights, accepting, you know, gay is normal, accepting transgender is normal. And I think it's through attrition. Okay. We will have this younger generation which is you guys right so combine your time and service is half of mine everything is evolving differently just like with me right like when i came in there for some chief was like oh my god <laughs> this guy's not making it one enlistment <laughs> right truth right True. and ask yeah. any of the people ask anyone who's known me in my career they're like yeah i doubted you were going to make it past tech sergeant wow so it's a way that people think and there's a small percentage of people who are so open-minded to see that's not what it is. Less than a percent of the people in this this country serve in the military, right? Mm-hmm. They really have no idea what's going on behind behind that gate. They really don't. A lot of them want to know, just like I said on my Veterans Day post. If everybody could do it, they still wouldn't. They still wouldn't. It's true. Right? And... Um, I was actually posed this question by someone saying, do you really think that women are capable of serving in combat zones? Okay. But everybody's definition of 
serving in the combat zone is different, right? <clears throat> we as Air Force go into combat zones and the biggest combat we see is what happens in the broad IUD'd, right? Like, how come I can't have more than two beers? Or you go to Iraq or you go to Afghanistan and you're still within the confines of the gate. You're a former defender, right? Even the defenders, for the most part, they're not out there fighting troops in contact. They are there to defend the base, right? But they are usually, <clears throat> for the most part, excuse me, the most armed, right? Like, so come on, come on, even... <laughs> Even I get jealous when I can't wear a beret, and when I put it on, I look like a dork, right? <laughs> and I'm like, God, that beret's so cool, right? Yes. Um, I think we are moving in the right direction where more and more women are being shown. And for this one, I'm going to go with the honest mistake. Okay. This one, I'm going with the honest mistake. It's when someone absolutely knows. Mm. And I'm going to tell you, we do this all the time. And this is my story, and I'm going to tell you. I used to feel this way whenever I used to walk with the chief and I was not the chief. I was a chief selector or I was a senior as a mess sergeant, right? Me and the chief are walking. Hey chief, what's up? Well, fuck you too. I'm standing right here. And this guy's like the size of an ant next to me. So you didn't see me. Come on. That's fair. Right. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. And so when I became the chief, And it happened to someone, hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? And then it would hit me afterwards. I'm like, damn, they didn't even acknowledge them. And so I, th- I don't think it's a malicious intent based on what you may have felt like. Yeah, but what about me? Right. What about me? I serve, right? <laughs> so my suggestion is next year, like... Wear your uniform. No, I'm just like, <laughs> I was thinking that. Like, I'll wear a shirt that says, I serve. Well, let me ask you this. What did you say? Nothing. No, what you, did, did your- you did. You were like, me too. And But it was, we were just walking. It was in passing. It was like, you know, because we were walking to our table. It was loud in there. So even though she did say like, well, oh, I'm a veteran too. Like, he wasn't going to hear it. And, and I think he may have caught just like a glimpse and just kind of like, just kept moving. Like, yeah. it was, it was a fast moving kind of thing. <sighs> I, we're in a weird situation when we in a volunteer service because I remember I'd get in these debates and they're like, well, you volunteered to do that shit. I'm like, but that doesn't mean I deserve any less appreciation mm-hmm. than some shit that you couldn't do. But remember <clears throat> we are in an institution where everybody knows how to chief better than the chief. Mm-hmm. We are in an institution where, Staff sergeants know how to out tech sergeant than a tech sergeant, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, I told you. I just got in this little debate Quarrel. with this probably a staff sergeant telling me I didn't deserve the rank. She didn't even know what rank I was. She was like, you are clearly someone who doesn't deserve to be whatever you are. I'm like, hmm. okay, well, I will take my chief and six degrees and 28 years of experience and just fuck myself. Thank you. <laughs> right? Without her understanding, the point was I was like, okay. Let me just quantify it real quick, what she didn't get. ALS went through some stuff based on someone who sat in the seat before me, who made them feel like they were not part of the tribe. You don't count. We've had this story, right? When I went there and played the spy game, and I still don't understand how to play it, right? (laughs) So, but that wasn't this chief. But I still did not do a good enough job. I didn't. 
fair enough. I did not go visit you guys enough. And it's not because I didn't want to. It's because you had no fires. Right. But there were other fires to be put out. That's not a good excuse, but it's the best I can come up with. What I can tell you is, is that no matter what, this person didn't understand that I could have spent more time with my ALS cadre if I wasn't trying to fucking Da Vinci code solve how to write the perfect 1206 because FSS just can't seem to win. And no matter how much I argued or battled, right? I'm like, well, we do. You know, again, what did I say at the beginning? Chiefs get shit done and they fuck up everything, which it depends on what the subject is. And some of my peers may not like that. I'm sorry. I think that's the truth. And I'm criticizing myself because I'm guilty of it too. I'm not perfect. If, if we're so busy focused on the dumbest shit ever, then what's, what's being taken away? Something has to give, right? Because how important is your family time? Oh, it's everything. It's everything. Right. I got, I got 11 rotations and three remotes I spent away from my family. So you want me to stay late to wordsmith the shit out of a damn 1206 that your boss should have actually done? Not you, I'm just yes. saying. Right, and so that's what she's not getting is like, what I'm saying is, is stop drinking the Kool-Aid. Why can't we just promote the right people? And oh, by the way, and I've said this to everybody, you volunteered for force that what percent makes it to the top? One, less than one. Less than one. So you signed up knowing that so someone ain't making it. No matter how great you do, no matter how many bake sales you run, you're not going to make it. Well, you made it. Shit, I don't know how I made it either. <laughs> I'm asking myself the same question. I promise you this. I made it by over 100 points first time without trying. Wow. You know. No, it was, it's just because of all the deployments and all the joint, you know what I mean? I, I didn't, whatever reason we get to where we get is because someone wanted us there. Does, I don't necessarily think we always necessarily deserve it. I've known better leaders at the Texarn level that got more crap done, that inspired more people than most chiefs I know. That's where the rubber meets the road. And why don't we communicate that? Why don't we let someone who just is fine being a tech sergeant, being at the ground? Because it's always got to be like, oh, no, 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 no. You got to keep going. You got No, they don't. If they have the balance they want in their life, leave them be. And I've known people who are like that. And the only incentive they wanted, they had to get promoted was because some jerk came along that they had to work with. And they're like, oh, hell no, I'm not working for this person. I said, well, that's their motivation. That's their motivation, right? Um, and so that's, she missed that part. And I'm going to tell you, like she vomited out like one, two, three. You didn't read the whole response. It was amazing. And, <laughs> and, and my juvenile side said, well, clearly you probably didn't deserve your promotion because you're all emotional like a Drake song. Oh, no. <laughs> Did I'm you like, apologize for that part? Yes. Okay. After, thank God for edit. So <laughs> I, I hit, you know, uh, what is it? You know, you just send it, send or whatever. Right? The little stupid arrow, right? Confirm. And, and yeah. And I just sat back and I said, that's not cool, Kevin, because that's not what achieve does. That's not what you're, you are as a person. 
And so I did. I went back and I said, if you genuinely want to know what I was trying to get at, I'll tell you. And I said, but you can just read the thread. Every single person was like, what is this crap? I was like, just read everything. I said, stop trying to reinvent and master the perfect EPR because we're wasting time with that when we have people suffering in silence. You have leaders who want to come spend time with you, but you'd rather them focus on that crap. And when they focus on that crap, then you criticize them for not coming to visit you. You don't get it all. There's only one of us. So figure out what you want. And I said, most people now, they need, to me, authentic feedback if you can't give them their time. But it has to be, it has to pay off though. And so, and that may not be the right answer. I don't know. I mean, because I mean, shit, you know, like you can be chilling on a Saturday thinking Monday your priority is and someone goes Facebook live on Sunday. Yes. Yeah. You know, or someone takes a selfie in front of General Goldfein's personal information. Right. And, and so that's what I'm like. I'm like, do you really know like what's happening up there? Most don't. Just like I wouldn't know what most folks are going through. And I think... What we lack is like when you gave me feedback, I could have just been like, yeah, you have no idea what, you know what I mean? You don't, I didn't say that. It was like, like I look forward to a conversation to where when you put my sunglasses on, you'd be like, oh, that's what you mean. So you're not necessarily saying that people who promote fast suck. You're just saying probably from your experience. And when you have hundreds of airmen who are being spoon fed that poison, yeah, that's, that's what I'm seeing as I'm seeing people gravitate to folks who don't know how to lead. In my opinion, my opinion, my opinion, you can't lead because people who genuinely need to be led have to be inspired. And if you don't know how to inspire, what do you do? You become popular. And the people who are popular are the ones who will say, we ain't worried about no AC we're going to start PT testing again, but no AC measurements because it was the holidays and you're stressed. And then I have to go and think about the person that was being exited out of the Air Force because they didn't pass an AC who gave it their all and they're crying and they don't know how they're going to feed their kids. It goes back to what I, what I posted about my memory with tacking on a stripe on my friend and saying, yeah, until the Charmin teddy bears started writing policy... Now it's bullying and hazing. Give me a fucking break. No, it's not. You know what I mean? Now there is a way to be excessive about it. But my point is, is if you keep trying to, okay, I suck at yoga. Me too. Straight up. No, no, you I'm don't. I'm struggling at yoga. Okay. Yes. But I suck. Like I won't even do it. Chris Jackamick literally texted me. He goes, tell them to tell you to do yoga. I said, kiss my ass. We should have did this podcast doing yoga. We can do another one. This is my studio. We, I'm serious. I'll even wear those little shorts. Oh, no. Um, I think you can keep the shorts okay. at home. Okay, so I won't. Um, the point I was saying is like every two years when our leaders change and all that, we can't have such significant shifts. But in order for me to get better at yoga, I got to experience a little bit of pain in the stretch. Mm -hmm. I can't have fear. So why do we keep changing things to make it easier for folks? You know what I mean? I'm like, wait a minute. I spent 28 years as a fat boy. I, I'm going to tell you this straight up. My AC measurement, three months of stress before I got measured. And there were some warnings. I'm like this. Measure. 
Measure. Did you pull tight enough? Crest, crest, crest. You didn't measure. measure. High hips. My hip bones are higher. I'm than being that. straight up. I get it. Me too. So what the fuck? I'm like, I'm like. So if we have, if we have a culture that needs some love, and I agree with that. Yes. We all can agree to that. Is it the right love? And, and that that's just not getting to there for us. I don't want you to answer it because you stu- you two are still in. But I'm getting back to the point of what I'm tired of seeing people who went up the chain because someone liked them and they're part of a tribe. If you don't think tribalism exists, then I'll let you see it for yourself, right? Um, I'm like, no, I don't want I don't want people to be like minded. I want people to challenge me in my perspective and let's come to a happy medium that our airmen don't feel such pendulum shifts. I feel bad for all the people that were put out based on something. Now they're, they're basically saying, Oh, it's no big deal. Not a big deal. Right. And, and, and that's for you two warriors <laughs> to break barriers, bring the future faster. Right. Cause that's an ACC model. And I'm going to stop talking and you can ask me a question or we can move forward beyond the, I think it was just, uh, <laughs> just didn't know any better. But absolutely, I would have said the same thing inside. Like, or we can go test it out next Veterans Day. <laughs> yeah, let's put it on the calendar. Let's put it on the calendar and we'll all go out together. And if they say, well, you're too fucking old. No, no, veterans are like me, right? They're old too, right? If they just pat you on the back holy crap oh no what we need to do is get her a hat like a very clear like usaf or you know something that says <laughs> i serve that way when they look at it they have to recognize it and from that point if they willfully ignore the hat that she's wearing then it's malicious then it's malicious if not then it's you know it's honest mistake honest mistake but i, I was kind of there's this meme i saw on facebook and it's like a like that friends show and it has yeah. Um, Phoebe and Joey and Phoebe's like women. And then Joey's like women, you know, they're like going back and forth. So Phoebe's like serve. So you see Joey says serve and then two, two. And then it says women serve too. And Joey says, so how long has your husband been in or like something like that? Like just, (laughs) just like just absolutely blow it off. Yeah. So I think as long as it's not in that sense, then, you know, Hmm. so, so has that, that's never happened before. It has. This, oh, it has happened. It happens a lot. A lot. Really? Yeah. It, you know, we'll go to like a Michael's. store. Yeah. You know, definitely, you know, like a store that's huge for military discounts. And we know they do one. So we're like, oh, do you have a military discount? And they'll be like, oh, let me see your ID. And they'll look directly at me. And it's like, I, first off, like, I don't even know where my wallet is. Like, where's your yeah. ID? You know, and it's, and then they'll be like, oh, uh, my, I'm sorry, I didn't realize. Like, it's honest a, mistake. Yeah, those are honest mistakes. Uh, okay, so I have the same problem, but not with that. So when I go into a place and they offer all you can eat, they're not very happy when I'm there to eat. <laughs> and I'm not trying to joke around. I'm just saying I think we all have the kind of like stereotype. Uh, yeah, I think so. You know what I mean? I think that sucks. Um, I actually have had the best careers working with and for women Mm -hmm. for me it was always um not just like i don't know like i think i'm unique one aspect was i knew i'd have to tone down what could be considered chauvinistic okay 
it was just a natural, like, um, not because I thought any less, it was like, cause I can just be over the top. Um, it forced me to be a little more, less potty mouth. Okay. Right. And I have a potty mouth, right. Um, until my boss starts cussing and then I'm like, all right, let's go. <laughs> right. Um, but I, I think it's balance. I mean, for me, it was always balanced and not necessarily man or woman, but I mean, you know, we, we tend to think a little differently. Right. Or I don't know. I, I'm, I'm honest. I'm just telling you what right. in my brain, I think it's like, you know, I may approach it this way, like with the fist and you may approach it more emotionally intelligent mm -hmm. in between the two, there's balance. Um, so that's shit. We can't even figure out in this country who makes the best chicken sandwich. This is true. So, it's hard to say. I, so I'm 100%. So we can go down this path. So what I'm going to say is I think we're evolving still. And I think you will find that should be less. And I would just only recommend a good way when you experience that and be like, so why do you think I don't serve? I love to talk to waiters and waitresses, especially when they have a tip. You know what I mean? Um, there's some, like, I don't even really go to them no more when I know it's, if I know it's traditionally bad service, then it's like, yeah, I'll just take mm -hmm. out. But ask them. That, that honestly is where we, we most as people fail, is we just take the hit and then we just run off, you know, because shit, they might be like, I didn't know women served. Like, well, shit, you ain't seen damn the last Air Force commercial where it's all Air Force women pilots <laughs> filing jets. Lawyers. With lawyers. Sometimes you have to remember that you're significantly in a different level of intellect or awareness than others are. Remember, I would always get frustrated with people as a chief because they didn't do shit the way I th I would do it. And then my wife was like, but only 1% of you become that. So if everybody was like that, there's no need for you. So sometimes we assume people are at our level and they're really not. And I think that's the human nature side of some of us who have big hearts. It's like, what do you mean? You can be anything. Versus like, yeah, listen, dog, you're probably only going to make it to fries at McDonald's. That's not a bad that's job. entry level. And it's not. But let me tell you what I tell my son nowadays based on his initiative. I'm like, bruh, in and out's right across the street. So is McDonald's. And you in here bullshitting on zombies, but you want me to just give you that car out there. That's my fault. My wife, get, I'm telling you, my wife gets in my shit all the time. She's like, it's your fault. Like, it is, and I'm not doing anything about it because I feel bad. Um, so yeah. I would challenge you this. I'll even go with you. You invite me out for next Veterans Day something, I'll go out with you and shit. We'll record it, right? <laughs> um, say something, but Thank don't you. attack them. Oh, absolutely not. I'd say... Shit, I just told you, you guys have a unique scenario. Absolutely. You know, I, I would just say, hey, why do you think I don't serve? And he might just be like, oh, well, shit, he's, he's wearing the high and tight. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, do you know I was criticized is um, I wasn't as approachable when I cut my hair like this when I was a chief. Remember when I grew it towards the end? When I grew my hair, they were like, you look more approachable. You look more nice. When your hair is shaved, you look militant. I mean, you look militant either way. I, I do, but when I grow my hair, yeah. they're like, you smile more and this and that. And I was like, really? They're like, yeah, look at your features change. I'm telling you, 
Like Interesting. The, the, the people will just kind of make an innocent conclusion based on that. But back to the chicken sandwich. <laughs> I always said Chick-fil-A was, the, I used this in my huddles. Were you in one of my huddles when I talked about it? No. Okay. Oh my goodness. This was a hardcore enlisted debate. And I, most people didn't agree with me because this was back when the big Popeyes came out with their chicken sandwich versus Chick-fil-A. And I said, Chick-fil-A makes the best chicken sandwich. And I'll tell you why. But you kind of just not, you just kind of shook your head no. I think they're both the same. Really? Yes. Okay. What do you think? The same? Yeah. It's it's the sauce. It's the extras. Right. You know, there's, it's chicken's chicken. See, you're so focused on the chicken. It's the extras. It's the customer service you get from oh, yeah. Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah. okay. Hands down. Okay. It's, it's, the, it's the timing and, 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 and customer service you get from Chick-fil-A. Because if I go somewhere, I don't give a shit how good the food is. If you're rude to me and it takes mm-hmm. forever, I'm never going to eat it. And so that's what I told them. I said, that's why Chick-fil-A, will, their business model and their customer yes. service is enduring. And it's, it's gold standard, isn't it? It can't be beat. Right. Yeah. So the now, if we're just talking flavor, and if you haven't had it, uh, Shaquille O'Neal's chicken sandwich place is, is the bomb. Where's it at? It's in Vegas. It's oh, it's yeah. uh, right next to UNLV. It's called Big Chicken. Okay. It's called Big Chicken Shack, I think. <laughs> um, Clever. Get the Uncle Jerome's. Stay okay. away from the Charles Barkley. I didn't care for that one. That one's like a spin on like the the Carl's Jr. Double Western, but with chicken instead. Never had it. It has barbecue sauce, onion ring. Okay. The Uncle Jerome is closer to the spicy chicken deluxe. Ooh, okay. Try it out. Yeah, I guess that's the, you better send me some free shit. All of us, <laughs> right? Um, That one is hands down the bomb. Okay. Right? Check and if you out. haven't tried Din Tai Fung, if you saw my Facebook post, I went there with my kids. I used to fly to Seattle just to get that. I think there's only seven in the world and it's a Michelin star dim sum place. Wow. And I'm telling you when you bring your, my kids have never been there. You guys know how kids are when it comes to food. They couldn't keep the food on the table. Oh, wow. (laughs) To include vegetables. Wow. Oh, wow. It is the shit. Make a reservation. Um, It's been booked out like every single night, every single hour, like a week or two out. Okay. okay. I'm telling you, you, you will you will not regret it, right? So believe it or not, you guys are newbies with the headphones and mic, right? Yes. Would you believe we're at 55 minutes? Wow. wow. That doesn't even feel like that. It's just like having a conversation. Yeah. When, yeah. You, when the camera did the thing, I, was, I looked and I was like, oh my gosh, it's already been half yeah. an hour. I'm starting to question the uh, integrity of the camera because uh, <laughs> like... Yeah, this thing is saying now it's at already 25 minutes of filming. Wow. So if you see some weird, like, blanks with you, Lucretia, <laughs> just you then. know, just say, like, fucking KJ Studios so ghetto, <laughs> right? Just be like, it's so ghetto in here. Um, and It uh, really isn't, though. Just yeah, I'm thoroughly impressed. Really? Honest. Yeah. I, I am so, I'm so proud of this. Uh, Coach B, like, will be like, uh, I'm like, dude, I'm not ready for four seats. So my co-host is normally where his seat is. That's his business, Exercise Elite. Um, you would like him. He's a retired Air Force guy. Um, and, uh, I love him to death. The picture I posted last night in 1999 in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. He's the one sitting next to me. Okay. Right. And when I was going to try to make staff sergeant for the fourth time, he was the one who handed me his stripes and said, this is your year. Wow. And I was like, oh my God, staff sergeant is like 
Mount Everest. Like I'm never going to make staff sergeant. Right. And then uh, I made it that year. Tech and master were super easy. Um, senior took five times. Wow. And I was like, I'm never going to see senior. And the Air Force was like, yeah, here you go, senior. Like it was such, it was, took me so long to make it. As soon as the results came out, they might as well just sewed it on. I mean, it was wow. like, and I was like, this is it. I wanted to get out. The Air Force forced me to move again. So the Air Force made me go from Travis, Langley, McCord, and Ellis in four and a half years with two Afghanistan stops in the middle. Wow. Um, I was like, I'm so tired of this shit. But the way they get you is they know when your service commitment ends. Okay. So right before it hits, boom, assignment. And yeah, and then I got to McCord and I was like, that's it. I'm done. I'm not studying for chief. I'm never going to make chief. I've never promoted first time ever. I'm done. Hey, you know, you know, get those weird, random, very ambiguous uh, messages. Hey, how's your week going? Right. Mm. And um, I was like, well, the IG team is here and I came from the IG. So once you work on this command IG, IG don't scare you no more, um, which is not a good thing necessarily because <laughs> you can get too comfortable. Right. And uh, my longtime good friend, Dave Irwin, uh, was actually traveling with uh, um, the IG team at the time. And you want to hear the story behind it? All right. So me and Dave Irwin <laughs> met as tech selects in Kunsan Air Base, Korea. Wow. We made tech together. We made master together. We got passed over every damn time together as master with the same board score. He tests for senior, makes senior. I haven't tested yet because I'm deployed. What a surprise, right? Deployed again. And I'm in, so where do you think I went? Well, shit. I'm getting promoted to senior every year, right? I don't make senior. And I'm pissed. I think I even attacked him. I was like, you didn't fucking do nothing different. <laughs> right? I was like, so these are the real conversations. Let's be honest, right? So Dave... Right. I don't think I've ever told him this story to his. Yeah. Fuck it. Is we're on film. Right. So, so Dave is like, uh, well, let me sit down. And oh, so now hold up. Now he's mentoring me. Right. <laughs> so Dave was like, well, let's sit down and look at things. And, and I, my attitude is kind of like, fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand how you made it. And I didn't. Uh, I, I love this guy to death. He, he brilliant chief. He actually went to ACC on my spot. They just took from. Oh, wow. Was, so here he is inspecting. Now we're both seniors. You know, I finally make senior, right? Chief results come out and guess who's not on the list? Oh. Dave Irwin. Let me sit down and tell you what you need to do. Dave. But he's, yes. he's, oh, he's Dave. Dave. Dave is a, a He's a fantastic leader. He actually told uh, one of my troops a story. Um, I'm so, I can be such an asshole. If you there's an asshole story, I'll tell you real quick. And then you're like, okay, that's the person I think you are. Um, so when I was a social worker, um, Dave was flying through. He was deploying, and I was at Travis. So Travis is a big hub. And um, we're in our office talking, and here's uh, my tech sergeant. I think I'm a tech or master. And... The F-bombs are just, they're going, right? And, and such wonderful people there, right? Super patient. This is like, I was a total sharp, jagged thing that they patiently sanded down. 
And so one of my coworkers like comes by and they're like, you know, um, so I'm sitting here at my desk here, Dave's sitting there and my door is there. You know, that's about the something F bomb I've heard from you. Right. And I, and Dave told this story to this. So Dave remembered the story. I didn't. So it's sad. I probably got so many moments of being such a, uh, this person. I get up. I'm like, Oh really? And I slammed the door. <laughs> and I sit down and Dave's like, that's the wolf pack I know. Right? Like, and he tells this story. And then my troop last year was like, Oh my God, that's so you. And, uh, yeah, there's some stories that you can laugh about it today. If I went back and looked at it, I'm like, gosh, you know, like who taught you that, you know, but, uh, any, what, what words of advice, right? So don't do what I do. Right. But, uh, we're rolling on an hour. Your time is precious. Right. Your time. This is going to be really weird. <laughs> Holy crap. Oh, words of wisdom. The world needs to hear from you as far as like, what are your parting words? What would you say to the world today? Like this is the first podcast since the election results have came out. We think there's a world divided. I don't think it's so divided. But what would you say to the listeners as far as your journey, your story, your love, your thoughts, right? Of like, I serve too. That shit, that sounds like your story. They're like, motherfucker, I serve too. <laughs> like, don't just give him the props. But if you if you would close, well, what would you tell folks? I think I tell people, um, be you, be real, and it's hard and it's scary. And, you know, if you are battling with do I or do I not come out, um, I want to pair it with do you or do you not want to be happy with yourself? Um, because that's the next question to ask. And if that means, you know, losing some along the way, they're meant to be there. They'll, they'll find, they'll come back. You know, it's, um, when I first came out as transgender, someone told me, you know, if you lose somebody, um, often they're grieving a loss of that person. You know, when I changed my name, you know, when I started really going through the transition, it is kind of like a, a loss of a person, you know? Um, so it does take a level of understanding as the person who's coming out or who wants to transition, give them grace to an extent, right? Don't let them just badmouth you and bash you and be like jerks to you. Um, but understand that it's it's hard to hear that on the other side, right? It's hard to see uh, someone that you've loved and cared for, ch not necessarily choose, but come out and then have to know that they're gonna get bullied and that people aren't gonna accept them right away. And and that's hard. As a parent too, I'm super lucky, don't get me wrong. My Both my parents, all my family is just ridiculously loving, you know, I could, tell them something crazy and they would just be like, okay, well, that's what we're doing now. So no problem. Yeah. Um, but for my friends that I've seen who aren't as lucky uh, or, you know, some of the friends that I did lose along the way, um, if they're meant to be in my life, they'll come back. And if they're not, then, you know, I'm here, I'm doing great. Uh, I'll say it for you. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't need them anyway. So, right. um, but definitely be you, you know, it's not worth hiding yourself for the, the rest of the world. You don't want to be 80 and finally you. So. Well, yeah, well, love well. it. <laughs> That's what I got. What do you got? I would say get uncomfortable. Put yourself in positions in which 
you don't know the outcome. And if the more that you lean in, the more that you're transparent. I heard a recent acronym, it's HOT. Be hot. Be honest, be open, and be transparent. With all of those things, have grace for yourself, grace for others, and love yourself and love others. And that's my philosophy even as a leader is to love others because there isn't enough love in this world. Right. And there's enough criticism. There's enough criticism in here. Um, and you're going to get it out there. So why not give a little, give a little love, give a little gratitude and grace. So that's what I would say. I love it. Yeah, I, I agree. So I, I, I'm still trying to figure out how to perfect this, but what I get from you guys is, is hope, inspiration, and courage. Thank you. Hick. So <laughs> don't want to. So that's not a. Uh, no, no, I don't like hold that on. One. <laughs> Let me add encouragement. Heist. Heist. No, no, seriously. Hope, right? Inspiration and courage, right? And and it takes a lot. It takes a lot um, because you're taking face shots direct while dealing with internal feelings. Mm-hmm. And. I think what we need is people like you to be those, those living examples, living examples, not just, well, chapter five, finding your true self, (laughs) finding your true self is no, you can live it. And that says shit. And that goes back to what I was talking to you about by experience with the rank. Um, and this is not my last little, no, I was right. See, end of end. that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that nothing will influence someone more than someone who's been through the shit. Mm-hmm. You are doing things that I would have never imagined. I am, I am honored to be part of something that, and I don't mean something like it's nothing. This is huge, right? You're talking about, you're talking about, well, women, are not necessarily recognized for being in the service. Well, fuck, they complimented you and you're a transgender and they don't know this shit. Right. So you want to get a message out. Shit's changing, yeah. right? And I don't think this is a change for the bad. This is a change for the good because it's inspired by love. Mm-hmm. And this is the stuff that will make the world a better place. And the people who walk away, the close-minded, the ones that'll say you're the problem, that's the problem. And that's whether you're talking about politics, that's talking about leadership, that any of that. The cowards who will just walk away, who will unfriend you because they lack the ability to be open and transparent about their fears. So it's easier to walk away or say something bad about you and move on. To this day, I dare anyone who's got something bad to say to me, come say it to my face. Um, but no, trust me. I just joking. I get, I'd probably get my ass whipped more than I could back in the day. I'm so old and beat up. It'd be real easy. Like, trust me, my 16 year old now, I can't overpower him. Um, no, that that was just me being me. Right. So you guys are awesome. Um, you guys are always welcome back. And and I'll just throw this out there. Like if you ever want to just come play with this shit and do something, we'll let you know, just come by. Right. Thank you. Yeah, just come by and play with it and record it or bring an S drive and um, yeah, whatever. Shit. Might have the whole ALS crew in here, right? <laughs> right? We'll get, we'll get Sergeant Kane in here. Yes, <laughs> she's up next. Yeah, let's get Sergeant Kane in here and be like, oh, you 
better bring it because uh, <laughs> they brought it. But uh, I'm extremely grateful for you guys. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Um, much love, respect. See, I can be positive with some little <laughs> bullshit in there. So um, I said I would not go over 30 minutes again. And every single second with you was worth it. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you. See? Ooh, you get one more of those little things. 